Hello, everyone. It's David Wernch. Welcome again to the Authentic Dad Podcast. So excited for this conversation today with Mark Hopkins. Mark is really passionate about the outdoors. He's a father. He's made his whole mission and living and entrepreneurship around the outdoors. And he also shares some really cool wisdom about his family and how he tries and to get his kids outdoors and his outdoor journey. Really enjoyed this conversation. He also has created some really cool products, which I will share with you all. Thanks for joining me. F-U-R-T-H-U-R.coach. That's further.coach. Click on the contact page. There's a free 30-minute discovery call. If you're interested in that, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for your support. If you're enjoying this, please pass it along. Share it. Like, subscribe. Give us a five-star review. And see you on the other side. Take care. I'm here with Mark Hopkins, and uh, Mark's a dad. He's got an 11-year-old son. Um, he's not together with uh, Seth's mom anymore, but he spends a week uh, with Mark and a week with the mother. He's unfortunately gone through the pain of losing two children, and his career really supports him being a dad. He's the co-founder of We Get Outdoors, and he helps those passionate about the outdoors have the lifestyle of their dreams. And they just launched the Dads and Kids Yard Adventure Pack to give dads 11 activities they can do in the outdoors with their kids. He's a sports coach, and he was fortunate to coach the South Africa men's field hockey team at the 2008 World Cup in India and the 2018 Commonwealth Games in Australia. He's living in South Africa, uh, Durban, South Africa. Did I pronounce that right? That's it. Spot on. Cool. With Seth, his uh, son. His partner, Donna, his dog, Awuki, and uh, he loves going um, into the bush and spending time hiking and camping. Mark, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. All the way from South Africa. I really appreciate it. And um, it's a real pleasure. Uh, I, I always, as, as we talked about, I always like to start like, it's a very wonderful bio, but how, how did we land uh, as an entrepreneur with an outdoor company? Could you just give me uh, like uh, your, your sort of story around that? Yeah, um, I've, got a, a, I've got four fears. We'll start that way. I've got four fears about being a dad. Four fears, um, okay. And about, yeah, where, where the future's heading. Um, mm -hmm. And I sort of looked at those fears and I said, how am I going to how am I going to ensure that I can positively impact my son's future mm -hmm. uh, by tackling those fears in a way that impacts as many people as possible? So, so that's, that was where I am today. And it's been built on um, a career in, in business, a career in uh, elite sports. Very fortunate to have worked Europe, Asia, Africa. Um, so I just, oh yeah, just, I'm, I've consolidated as much sort of knowledge and information from phenomenal people in this world and um, now applying it into outdoor businesses and, and combining the, the incredible power of the outdoors with, with not only uh, adults, but also kids. I, I remember growing up how free it was even to come home from school, drop my bags in, run outside straight away, go and play with my mates Yep. And then about an hour and a half later, get a call from my mum to come inside for dinner. Um, and I want my son to, to be able to have that kind of 
experience in a way that he can in, in today's society. So, yeah, that's the very whistle-stop tour, the journey that's taken me from the UK to Vietnam to South Africa and lots of places in between. Yeah, I mean, that really resonates. As I remember um, I had a similar childhood and this wonderful neighborhood filled with kids. Drop your stuff off and we would go out and play. There were no cell phones and for hours and hours and hours and my parents didn't seem to be concerned as long as we were back by dark. <laughs> and I sort of miss, I sort of miss that, you know. I, I've noticed, I don't know about your neighborhood, but in my neighborhood here, um, there are kids outside, but not, not like it was when I was younger. And I think we're also more, um, at least I am sort of, sort of an anxious drone parent and, um, just, just kind of more, uh, you know, with the advent of cell phones and technology, kids are inside more. And I think we're just a little bit less, less loose with, with all that. Is it, is it like that in, in, um, South Africa or is, or is it more, yeah, more how you grew up? No, I think, um, obviously South Africa's, got a lot of crime um mm. so it's um no it's we live behind electric fences with burglar bars beams alarms um we have yeah there's there's some some not good things that happen here yeah. and i think that's i don't know if you feel the same david but i'm I, I know when my parents were bringing me up and i know my dad when he was he had the, the sort of the ethos of work to provide so that i had a better future or a better chance at a future than he had. And I, I've been sort of questioning, like what we're talking about now about, I, ref, I really look back at my past and, and I, I'm sad in a way that I can't give my son that. I can't give my son the, the freedom to go and explore things on his own because the worries that we have, the, the challenges that we have, that we fight a daily battle against screen time and I know yes. it has its pros and cons as well, but it's, it's, I find it very interesting as a dad at the moment about, do I want, am I working to provide a better future for my son? Or am I working to give him uh, exposure to some of the things that I had as a kid that is not as prevalent or easy today as it was when I was growing up? I find that quite an interesting challenge to deal with. Oh, I see. You, you, you're wondering if, if you're, I guess, just as you said, are you trying to give him the childhood you had? Or are you trying to give him, you know, what's best for him? Is that the struggle? I think it's, it's more of um, my dad. He worked to provide a better future for me than he yeah. had. You know, he wanted more than, than he had. Whereas like, when we grew up, we had, we had that more freedom, didn't we? We could go out and play. Mm -hmm. There wasn't such nervousness. There was, it was a much more, I think, simple youth. It, there was no Instagram. There was no instant gratification. Yeah. There was no Fortnite. There was none of this stuff that, that made life complicated for kids. And That's I'm it. now questioning yeah. about how do I protect or show my son that life actually doesn't have to be as complicated as we do make it. Yeah. Now, when you say that, two things come up. Number one, Fortnite, because my kids are absolutely in love with that game and can't put it down. Um, the cool thing about it is they have a 10 and a um, uh, 12 year old and, and they do, they are sort of bonding and connecting over the game and with my mm. brother-in-law who, who plays. Um, so, so I like that, but I think also what comes up what you're touching on is life was simpler, but I thought it was, there was more adventure 
you know, in, yeah, exactly. in the world. We could go out our doors and, you know, we didn't have, I, mean, I had Nintendo, but <laughs> you, you know, maybe I'm looking at it, you know, through the nostalgia goggles, but it did seem like you could be more creative and kind of walk around your neighborhood and use your imagination. And it just, it, it always seemed for me like an adventure. And I'm wondering if and it's a really good segue to your company um, that maybe we're lacking, maybe adventure is what these kids are lacking, or at least, at least that's what, how I see it. Yeah. I think that, so that sort of ties into my, my four fears. And mm -hmm. I think it's like, again, I, I look at when I was growing up, there was a real sense of community. You know, it was, all the kids from the neighborhood yes. just all got out together and we knew, we knew each other. We were friendly. We helped each other out. We were very, very supportive. And I'm embarrassed to say I used to live in a complex last year and there was eight houses mm -hmm. and I knew virtually nothing about anybody else in my complex because yeah, completely my fault. I didn't make the effort, but <laughs> now, so I think that's the, the thing is, is, is helping that for me, is what the outdoors is about as well it's it's yeah. it's such an incredible community because there as with everything there are people with lots of knowledge and people who are just starting out and there's a community there to help share knowledge and i think that's something that as dads we've got to be and that goes back to your fortnight fortnight is a community mm -hmm. um it's an online community um so we encourage a sense of community but again it's that balance between doing things for the sake of yourself internal like motivation versus actually doing things for the benefit of others. So I think that's one of the, the challenges I think I face as a dad is getting that balance right. Yeah. I, I think one of the mm, benefits of, of the pandemic was that, you know, in, at least in my neighborhood, people of course were working from home more. They were in the neighborhood more, they were out and about and we probably met more of them because of the pandemic and and there was that more mm. of a sense of community if if the pandemic hadn't happened yeah everybody's just on their hamster wheel in and out you know doing doing living their lives and um i, I do think that was one of the benefits i'm really glad you brought that up because yes that's that's another thing it was when i was a kid it was an adventure it was community we had the same kids over and over again everybody knew everybody you know mm. and uh yeah, no, there's a sense of nostalgia as I say that, but but I kind of, <laughs> but I kind of miss it, you know. I can hear in your voice you're going back to some happy memories. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a wonderful neighborhood. Um, okay, so that was so. Do you want to go through the four fears, and then we then let's talk about um, um, the outdoors. Yeah, cool. Because I think they all tie into the outdoors. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think community is a really important part of of life, bringing up kids and the outdoors. Um, mm -hmm. The second fear I have, which we've touched on already, is the, is the instant gratification or the feeling that actually you don't have to work too hard to achieve success. Yeah. Um, and the outdoors is, is all about mastery. You know, it doesn't make a difference how much money you have in the outdoors. If you don't know how to put up a shelter, you're going to get wet. You know? right. <laughs> and I think and it takes time to, to learn some of these skills. And you've got to have that patience. And I don't know about your kids, but my boy patience is not something he possesses because he's so used to going onto social media or exactly. something and and seeing these people with big houses overnight successes and it's just not reality and, and that's for me is a power right. of the outdoors that patience and mastery is, is yeah, we, we don't have any, we, we don't have any attention span anymore <laughs> we're not patient no. 
And uh, as you said, the outdoors uh, doesn't give a crap who you are. <laughs> no, you're going to feel shelter, you're going to get, get wet. wet. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's so. Uh, it's all about mastery, and I think that's something that I really mm. try and advocate with my kid about, even as simple as cooking meals. You know, when mm. he made a salad last night, and it was, don't rush the salad. Let's let's really take a bit of pride in making a really nice salad that. It's not about just ticking a box to say, I made a salad. Let's make a, the best salad that we possibly can this time. Um, and I just, and again, that for me is a really, it's a really hard thing to do as a parent, I find, because in your head, you're going, I just want to get this done because I'm knackered. I've had a tough day at work. I just want to sit down and, right. and eat my food. Um, but yeah, mastery, yeah. I think, is, is, no, is another thing. But, but as you said, it's much bigger than the salad. You're teaching patience, present presence in the moment paying attention to what you're doing intention exactly you know all of those things just from the salad i like that yeah exactly Which is pretty hard in in the in the world today i mean it's it's not just kids i don't know i always if we're, i'm always swiping myself and and rarely i'm reading like a full article because i'm just like looking the headline next 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 yeah mm. yeah i remember um one of those things that really hit home obviously is you read the articles about being dads and, and the outdoors and stuff. And they, they give you all these nice words that you need to do. Be mm -hmm. more mindful, which is a great thing to say, but right. actually practically, what does that mean? And I remember I was, in, I was taking my son, we, him and I on the beach. And um, he asked me what time it was. And I was mm -hmm. like, boy, I, I, I don't know. He goes, well, I didn't have a watch on. So he goes, look at your phone. I was like, boy, I haven't, I haven't got my phone. This is just you and me time. That's awesome. And he's like, what? So you mean no one can get hold of you? I was like, no, this is just our time. And the little tear came down his cheek oh. as he realized he had his dad. Uh, and again, it, kicked, it probably was kicked me in the, where I didn't want to be kicked because it was one of those things like, oh my gosh, is that how my son looks at me that he has a tear in his eye when he realizes he has me with zero distractions and it fundamentally yeah. changed me as a dad to actually recognize about how we say we're present, we say we're mindful, but the kids know that you're not. The kids know that you're probably right. thinking about a work assignment or you're work, thinking about doing the salad really quickly. But yeah, did you exactly. have your Apple Watch? No, you didn't. You said you didn't Never, have any I watch. refused you had to get one of those. <laughs> no watch, no. Gosh. Nothing. I was. Uh, I felt very naked. No watch, no phone, no nothing. I know. How did you do it? Does it feel like your left arm was missing? <laughs> no that's the that's the great thing about the outdoors most of the time in the outdoors you have no signal anyway so you get very used to it i love that's, it that's wonderful yeah um i'm so sad he had a tear but i'm glad that he appreciated the moment yeah it was very yeah, it's one of those you know those those moments i'm sure you've had loads with, as a dad as well that that you'll never forget for the rest of your life that shaped you as a dad that was probably the one that shaped mm -hmm. me as a dad mm-hmm yeah, no, he's 11, right? So he's he's just he's yeah. at that age too where he I, th I think they pick up on things when they're younger too, but but they're quite quite astute and gaining more and more every day, you know, at the preteen age. Yeah, the joyful tweens. The joyful tweens. Um okay, so you said community, instant gratification, right? And what was there was there a couple more? Uh, so I think the, other, the, the big one for me, again, which is a great thing about the outdoors is we are, as, as kids now, we are, 
we're so used to having the answers at the end of our fingers because all we have to do is we sort of have to think of mm -hmm. what we're being asked, type it into Google, and Google will then tell you yeah. what question you should have asked to get the answer that you're looking for. Right, right. They so, even tell you the question. Yeah. Exactly. And so kids now have, I think, really struggled to think about what questions they need to ask in order to learn and grow. So the two things that I do with my son quite a lot. One is like the normal phrase, you know, when you pick up your kid from school, you normally say, how was your day? Yeah. Now, which I think is the most rubbish, crappiest question I've ever heard. It's just <laughs> a pointless question because you know what the answer is going to get? Fine. Or yeah. school was school. So yeah, I always... Well, yeah, what, was your, what would you I ask? Because I, I still do that. So I, I'd love an, a suggestion. I asked my son, what was the best question that you asked today at school? Because uh -huh. it gets him to really think about what is the purpose of going to school? Now, it's, right. it's the purpose of learning. It's the purpose of building social relationships. And anyway, to do that is to find out about information. Therefore, the more questions you ask, the more you're going to learn. And the, the quote I taught my son from a very, very early age was a quote by the Dalai Lama. He said, if you speak, you only repeat what you know. If you listen, you may learn something new. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing that my son uh, talks, he knows time and time again um, that he really focuses on. So yeah, I think it's for me, the outdoors as well is uh, it's really important about what questions you're asking in the outdoors. So if you see the weather coming in, uh -huh. the question you should be thinking about is, do I have the right equipment or shelter to survive this storm? Am I, am I going to be safe in this environment? Now, do I have um, the rope or the equipment to tie up a tarp? You know, it's all about questions. How do I? What should I? Why mm -hmm. am I? And that for me is where the outdoors is brilliant because you have to stop, think about what you're doing ask yourself the right question and then observe what is in your local vicinity to say, do I have the resources I need to make a fire? And that for me is really powerful. So yeah, my third fear is the, the reliance on answers and the yeah. inability to ask the right questions. And what was it like for you? Like, how did you learn those skills? Was this something that, that your, your dad took you on a hike, uh, camping trips, hiking trips, or was that later in life for you? Yeah, my first outdoor experience was through school. Um, mm -hmm. Age, I think I was about 10 or 11. Um, and again, it was, it, was, it was the whole experience of a couple of days before going to hire my hiking boots and then waking up early, going on a school trip, hiking the highest, it's, a high, it's very small, the highest mountain in Wales in the UK. Um, and it was a whole experience, again, of being in a community, of, of the joys of doing it. And then my, my grandparents, my, my dad and mum are not outdoorsy at all. They always laugh. They have no idea mm -hmm. where the outdoor gene came from. Um, and yeah, and then it was just uh, just experiences. It's just doing things, experiencing things, um, just looking for something slightly different. You know, uh, that has always been sort of my upbringing. Uh, I've got a Dutch mother and a, an English father, so there's always like a liberal Dutch mother and a conservative English father <laughs> always gets you to question things differently. That's a great mix. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, like, tell me the path into the company, because you don't just love the outdoors, you decided to dedicate your, your livelihood, your company to this. So like, at what moment did you decide, I love this, I think it's super important so much that I actually want to create um, a company around it? 
I think it's it's the foundation of every good company is mm-hmm. is you've got to have an absolute passion for what you do. Um, last weekend, I spent four days trail running through a big big five game reserve with lions, rhinos, mm-hmm. elephants, leopards. Oh man! This weekend, I'm going hiking, sleeping in caves, uh, climbing up to about what three thousand eight hundred meters. Um, so it's got to be something that you are, you're so passionate about that you want to do. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm um, and then I thought <laughs> I'm laughing because yeah. you're like a real outdoorsman. When I'm thinking about the outdoors, I'm like walking in my neighborhood to get a coffee. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like with lions and bears. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, but that's I don't think that's in my, <laughs> would you say? but again, I think people, people look at the outdoors, uh, and they think of the outdoors as what I've just described, but I mm. think the outdoors is so much more. I think the outdoors is what you've described. It's about mm. going to your local park and mm. actually going to the same park every Saturday for two months and observing how, th- how that park changes, you know, how yeah. plants are changing, how bird sounds are changing, how leaves are changing. And I think that's, that's, that's the bit that we can do as a dad as well is it's not always about, your destination. Um, it's about the journey that you're taking them on. Like my biggest, I've got an alcohol regret. So here's okay. my alcohol regret. Okay. So I know it about you, but there was, I went for a drive through um, Africa and I was driving to a country called Swaziland. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I had to, it was starting to get a little bit dark and I, it was a kind of road that you didn't want to drive in the dark too much you didn't definitely didn't want to arrive in your destination at, at dark so i was driving up this valley and at the top of this valley was a pub and as i got towards the, to the pub i in my head i was like this is going to be the greatest pint of beer i've ever had oh. in my life i'm going to be sat there looking over this valley 100%. it is going to be exactly and guess what this idiot did what? he drove on by because he was so worried about getting to his destination on time so I never had that pint. And I think that's something that is a lesson that's, that stood with me. We're, we, don't be in a rush to get to your destination. And it's the same in the parks. Don't be in a rush just to go to the park to tick a box. Just I mean, when I go into the book, yes, it's really exciting to go and see a lion and mm-hmm. I'll meet a lion last weekend and the adrenaline was absolutely pumping. But I yeah. got as much excitement as seeing a trapdoor spider or a leopard tortoise, which is a tiny animal. And it's, I think that's the beauty of, of the outdoors is you can get the appreciation in like when you're cold and you just are able to make a fire. Oh my gosh, that is the best feeling in the world just to have a bit of warmth when you're cold. Yeah, we, we, we get very, we've gone, we go camping, you know, probably once a year and we we're very proud of ourselves when we can you know, pitch the tent and do make the fire. And I bring a little, you know, I, I cook outside and it's nothing um, nearly as, as um, rustic as what you're describing, but I feel, uh, I feel like I, I accomplish something when I do it. And, and I really, I really do enjoy it. And I don't know if you ever heard of, um, I've never done this, but, but it seems to be becoming pretty popular forest bathing. Have you ever heard of this? No. Forest bathing is when these these guides take you on these hikes and just like what you're saying, really slow, really intentional to just kind of notice, you know, this leaf, this tree, this, and it's supposed to be, it's a Japanese concept. It's supposed to be very, very therapeutic, relaxing, you know, reduces anxiety. And uh, it's, it's something I've always uh, wanted to try. I haven't done it yet. 
but um the point of the point of I'm telling you this is for me it's it's also very therapeutic just just being mm. out there being the nature kind of just feeling the energy of the trees being um we live um outside of Washington DC there's Rock Creek Park and just being by the water watching it flow being um all that is i need it you know so yeah it's so important it's so important my, one of my um my favorite poems is by um, a gentleman called uh, David White. Oh, I love David Lost. White. And mm -hmm. um, I love it where he talks about no two trees are the same to raven, no two leaves are the same to, to rent. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's all about standing still. It's about, it's about appreciating small things because the small things can teach you as much as the big things. And that, yeah. that's, uh, that's, for me, is what the outdoors is about. And I start yeah. going back to so that's what I want to do. We get outdoors is about, is about help helping outdoor business owners create yeah uh, the most successful business they can, and for dads to really be able to take their kids and even if they've got no knowledge, to be able to do the simple things with their kids in the outdoors together. And it's it's as much about the outdoors as it is about the relationship a dad and a kid has. Okay, so and just using the outdoors perfect, as a perfect segue because I wanted to ask you if, if you have any suggestions for getting your kids out. Let's say you have kids who are, who are just on the fortnight and are a little resistant to getting outdoors. Um, what would you suggest? And, and also kind of tell me about you um, just launched this uh, adventure pack. I want to know about that. Yeah. So, so tips for the kids is, First of all, don't do anything too big too soon. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I've, I've had dads who spoke to me who've, who've gone on a big camping trick like four or five hours away from their home. And right. it's been like my, if you want to take your kids camping for the first time, maximum 20 minutes, 25 minutes drive from your house. Don't go any further uh -huh. because if it rains and you're not having fun, you can just chuck everything in your car and you can be home again. And the kids right. won't be none the two wiser. So so start small, start exactly. in your local park. And I think also the trick with anything with kids is, is the quicker you put yourself into their shoes, the more fun you're going to have and the more fun they're going to have. It's got to be on their terms, not on your terms. Got it. Um, and another things, it's, it's don't be scared to, like, for example, knives and fire. You know, as soon as you say the word knives and fire to, to dads, they panic straight away about, I don't know how to manage this. My kids, my kids are going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. My business partner's four-year-old cuts all the vegetables for every meal with a knife. Wow. And that's purely, and she's just in a safe environment. It's a hundred percent safe. Um, so yeah, just push the boundaries a little bit and don't, they'll sense if you're fearful. So just push them out the boundaries, stay local as much as you can. Um, make it a really fun game. Like if you want to take them on a hike and, you're worried that they're going to get bored or they're going to get tired, create a little fun game, which is the sweet fairy. So every, I don't know, three, 400 meters, just walk three or four paces in front of your kid, mm -hmm. drop a little raisin or a sweet or a piece of fruit, and then let your kid try and find the sweet fairy. And so they find the sweet, they have it, they get so excited and they carry on walking for a little bit longer. What? So just, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, just make, just be imaginative. That's uh, just really be imaginative. And and then when, what age do you think you you introduce the lions? Um, 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't introduce them when you're walking mm-hmm. uh, until they're, they're, they're much, much older. Yeah. So my son, my son and I go into the bush quite a lot, but for the big five, we'll, we'll he's been on game walks. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. take him on a bush walk for two to three hours. And we've come face to face with black rhinos, which is one of the, mm-hmm. the most aggressive animals in the bush. And that was, but it was so much fun as a dad. I know what a black rhino is and what a black rhino does. So I was, when that rhino was about 20 meters away from us and my 11-year-old son's with me, I am properly scared. I'm worried now. Mm. He was oblivious to it. He thought it was the best thing ever, which is great in a way. You know, that's my job. My job's to protect him. His job's just to be a kid. (laughs) Man, around here, just deer, some snakes and cicadas. We're in the cicada place. So it's like billions of them. I don't know if you're following the news on that. But no, no rhinos. What? Um, so <laughs> yeah. t- I want to hear about the pack. Like, what? What? Tell me about this pack you created. What? What's in the pack? The adventure. So pack? we've came. It's, yeah, it's called the Dads and Kids Yard Adventure Pack, which mm-hmm. is it's eleven activities that you can do mm-hmm. with your kids um, in your backyard, balcony, or local park. So if you're like me and you don't really want to spend hours researching things or you've done the mall, yeah. you've done the bowling alley, you've done the cinema, you want to get them off Fortnite. Then mm-hmm. it's, um, it's 11 activities. Each one takes you about an hour, an hour and a half. And they are things like building a rocket stove, which is like a fire, mm-hmm. and then cooking your breakfast on the fire to having a competition, who can make the best tarp, uh, and then throw some water over each other. Um, yeah, so it's, you don't need any outdoor experience. We provide all the information, the equipment, this. It's, yeah, so it's just lots of fun that you can do with your kids in the outdoors, in your own backyard. I can totally get around that. You mentioned food and cooking. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, no, there is. There's the bacon something. sandwich. Oh, oh there's something wonderful, really, stuff. really about making food on a fire or a grill. I mean, exactly. there's definitely something being out there. Now you got me thinking about that. And the pint. I can't get the pint out of my yeah. head. It's only 1130 here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here. What We're 530. So it's, uh, it's definitely oh, man, you're ready. Close to beer o'clock. It's beer o'clock time. Yeah. Um, okay. So there, and, and where do you, t- there's a website for that yet? Or where do, where do we find yeah, it? So it's Superhero Dads weekoutdoors.co all right and and you can so, yeah. anyone can order it online and shipped internationally it's a digital product so it's um it's oh, 37 dollars oh, yeah so it's 37 dollars and then it's um, 11 activities that you mm-hmm. just go and look at we give you all the instructions um, and we use all the like loads of household items like a bucket like some mm-hmm. uh cellophane like some bricks that you've got we use all the household products so you can make a chimney stove out of the bricks that you have lying around in your backyard. Yeah, if you, if you won't mind when we're finished, if you could email me that link, I'll put it in the show notes. Cool, definitely. That sounds awesome. It's great that it's digital. So much easier uh, for everybody. And in addition to that, I mean, you, I was kind of going through, um, can you tell me about your company, We Get Outdoors? I mean, uh, that sounds like you sort of support um, other entrepreneurs who want to have an outdoor business. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, exactly. So we've actually found quite a few dads who are looking at doing something different in their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, uh, we have uh, affiliates that are mm-hmm. utilizing our outdoor business model. So 
we've built an outdoor business model that is quite different to the traditional outdoor business model, which is yeah. very much built in a either I'm a guide who now wants to launch a business or I've got a product that I want to sell. So what we do in our week outdoors is we actually find a problem that needs to be solved in the outdoors. And then we build a business around that and it's been incredibly successful. Um, so yeah, yeah, we, give me, we give me some examples of those businesses. I'm curious about that. So we've got, um, so our affiliate businesses, we've got, um, they work with uh, every age, corporates, school children, mm-hmm. um, old care homes, just providing outdoor activities in a really fun and engaging way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, those are the affiliates that We Get Outdoors has. So yeah, we have people coming to approach us who want to make a change in their career and become an affiliate. And then we work with outdoor business owners who are, who've got, just not making the lifestyle wanted to so we help them look at their business in a very very different way so that like everybody we all we all start something that with an aim of what it's going to achieve you know we want to we want to be able to take our kids on holiday every year through our business or we want to have the nice house with a fancy car and then sometimes we uh we don't hit those targets and um so we help we help outdoor business start achieving those dreams that they've all set themselves at the start so, for example, if um, how, how does it work? Let's say I have this idea for, I don't know, corporate retreats where I, it, it, is this sort of like what you're talking about where I take people through hiking or a ropes course and I sort of um, do that for companies for like team building and then you would help support me in that? Is that, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, so, so we would, if, if that was your business, we would mm-hmm. offer you three opportunities to help. We, we do a free boot camp so mm-hmm. we would invite let you come in free and give you loads of tools and tips we have a, a monthly membership mm-hmm. where we give you loads of support on how to how to build your business and then we do uh, one-to-one we have a tv channel so we give you the opportunity to promote your business wow. on the we get outdoors tv channel um, and open up a whole new network of customers so we sort of we've got three packages that we work with outdoor business owners um obviously at, at different price points and, and sort of aligned to like i said too often we we, we think about business targets mm-hmm. we believe in giving the lifestyle targets so we we got really close because we know if, if you've got the lifestyle then your business is doing really really well yeah no it's just really nice to hear that you are doing something um that really supports your lifestyle and your passion and helping other people do that a lot of people talk that you know talk about that but you um I mean, you started started this whole program. What what were you doing before this? So I've been um, I've been in the corporate space for fifteen years. I sort of consulting into the financial services. Mm-hmm. So very much on how to how to distribute your products or connect with your customers in a completely different way. So that's sort of been my strength. And then then obviously I've done my my sports coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching the World Cup and the Commonwealth Games, and that the two things come together, which is how do you get a group of people to buy into a strategy and then execute it when under pressure? Mm-hmm. So if you think about business and you think about sport, that's all it is. American football. How do you execute that play under extreme pressure when everything's relying on it, and you've got to do it as part of a team? Uh, it's so complex. It's beautiful. You put all these threads together, your corporate work, your coaching work with sports, your passion for outdoors, and you created something that kind of touches on all those things. 
yeah one of my mentors always talked to me about your life and your 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 career is a bit like your body that your spine has to be the thread that mm. everything holds on to so you every i i all the clients i work with i always ask them what's 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 the spine what's the Mm-hmm. What's the thing that is consistent? As you look back across your career, what's the one thing that's been consistently there in every decision you've made? Yes. Um, and let's use that as the, the hook for, because that's obviously something that's never going to change in you. So let's use that as a hook to build, to build your business on. I think that is brilliant wisdom, you know, even, even thinking of, of myself, you know, as I'm an attorney as well. But really what I love about that is helping people. You know, hmm. it's not necessary. I mean, you know, there's there's law, there's legal training, but at its core, the spine. I think what kind of keeps me going and why I'm doing this is, I like helping people. So I think that's yeah, that's a wonderful think, way to look at it. The, the what's the spine of this? Yeah, and if you delved deeper into that about what is it that helping people gives you, mm-hmm. you know, because I think. Again, so I've heard that the Toyota Total Quality Management of the five whites, mm-hmm. that if you ask yourself the question why five times, you should be getting to the core, the real core um, mm-hmm. of what it is. And, and that's, I think, too often, again, as, as a dad, it's something that I try and remind myself, like, why, why is it it's such an easy statement? I, it is important for me to be a good dad. But why? Now, why mm-hmm. is it important? What is, and, what, and again, it's something that we forget to do as dads. We do it in business and, and stuff. We go, what's, it's a great question you always ask sort of senior leaders. Yeah. Like, what's going to be your legacy? But then, have, have you done it as a dad? You know, I always ask dads as well. What's going to be your legacy as a dad? Yeah, no, it's a, the point, point well taken. You know, we, we spend so much time on you know, so many other things, you know, our, our maybe uh, fitness or our job or, and to, Maybe we don't spend enough time asking the questions, and not everybody, but some people maybe don't spend enough time asking uh, those those questions and, and the legacy, and, and maybe we do in other areas, but what about mm. uh, this child that is growing up before our eyes? Because, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen my 12-year-old literally because of COVID, you know, being with him every single day just blossom into a a tween literally before our eyes it's incredible Mm. the change that's occurred and and again another blessing i think of the pandemic in some ways yeah definitely i think we 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 all striving we we strive for this thing called balance Mm -hmm. which for me is is just a bit of a waste of time because yeah if you're balancing in essence, you're having to make compromises all the time because it's always imagined balancing a little bit like when I was a kid and I went to the playground and I went on a seesaw and I had no one to go on the seesaw with. So eventually I'd go and stand in the middle of the seesaw and I'd try and balance this thing horizontally. But I know that one little shift, either left or right, and the thing's going to collapse. Exactly. I think that's probably a lot about how we, we find our life. We're trying to balance this whole thing between work and life. Whereas, yes, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's why a lot of people are saying a better way to frame it is harmony, you know? Yeah, I, I try and teach my son that there's, there's five relationships that we have in our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a relationship with our wealth. We've got to have money. Uh, have money. We, how we ch- we've got to have money. We've got a relationship with health. 
we've got a relationship with ourselves which we forget about a lot you know, you've got to you've got to invest in yourself and, and spend the right time with yourself you have a relationship with others and then your fifth relationship which i think most people forget about is we've got a relationship with time mm-hmm. which is a choices that we make to invest our time so the thing i'm trying to teach my son a little bit is is how do you integrate those five relationships into your life because it's not it's, it doesn't have to be 20%, 20%. It's just, that's just completely impractical. Well, it's, not, it's not really possible. You know, you're not going to have 20% work, 20%. You don't, just, no. it's not, yeah. So you've got to think about how do you integrate those five things and how do you start setting, setting some goals across those things that complement each other? And I think that's going back to what you're saying about the pandemic. And I think that's, so my team, I don't care if my team go and ride my, a mountain bike at 10 o'clock. If they're, if that's what they need in order to integrate their life for them to get the best out of them, then go and blim and ride a mountain bike. As long, as long as you, you're integrating your life and you're doing what needs to happen, then do what you need to do to be successful. Yeah, this whole year was definitely a challenge in integration. Um, mm. But yeah, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't. You know, either one thing is you know some, some particular job where they don't integrate the relationships or a particular relationship where they don't integrate other relationships. And I think it's definitely has to be intentional. It's definitely uh, almost like an art and uh, requires um, effort because otherwise, you know, you know, it's, it's life has a way of, you know, being uh, a jealous mistress where these things get, a, get away from us and nobody's going to do it for you. And I think, um, I think that's one reason why I sort of, I, I sort of uh, got into this doing the podcast and become a coach because I think what you're talking about is very, very important to me. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's, it's people like you that are, that are going to get dads to, to think about things differently, to question. And again, it's, it all goes back to, it goes back to the questions that you're asking of yourself. And I think it's, that's the bit that I, and I, that's what we do in the outdoors a lot. It's when I go and work with outdoor businesses, I could give answers all the time. You know, that's, giving answers is, is really, really easy to do. Mm-hmm. But at some point I'm not going to be there to give the answers. And I'm not saying I've always got the answers, but we can always come up with an answer. No, but you give so, hopefully giving them the tools to ask the right questions. Exactly. And that, and that for me is what I see as my job for Seth. My right. job is not to make the bed for him. Mm-hmm. My job is to teach him why making the bed every morning is important to him now and in the future. Which goes back to what you talked about when he gets home from school and why it's important, um, why the outdoors are important, not just for, you know, hey, do you have enough firewood? Looks a little cloudy. Yeah. How are we going to deal with that if it starts pouring down rain, you know, or how are we going yeah, to get exactly. the food? You know? Yeah. And again, it goes back to just planning, you know, that's something that, you know, you, like you just said is yes, you can be tired when you get to the end of the hike, but you can't sit down and rest because you've got to make use of the daylight. So you've got to go and collect your firewood. You've got to get your shelter up. You've got to get your fire lit. You've got to, you have to, you've got no choice. Otherwise you're going to be wet, cold and miserable and hungry. So, or you've got a choice. Would you rather be wet, cold, hungry and miserable, or do you like to be warm, dry, mm-hmm. fed and comfortable? Your choice, you choose. And um, what, like what, 
what's your favorite outdoor activity? Is it hiking, mountain climbing, biking? Is there a particular one where you're like, this is my thing? I, I love hiking. I love, I love the fact, I love the pace of hiking. Uh, so hiking and trail running probably are the two things that I, I really love the most. And I'm now getting into sailing quite a lot. So oh, wow. in the not too distant future, we'll be um, going to hopefully start living aboard a, a, a catamaran. And that's going to be the next couple of two, three years of my life. As long as you have enough pints on that boat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Can have a special beer fridge. <laughs> yeah. Well, this sounds like a pretty good place to wrap up. Do you, could you tell everyone where to find, and you gave, um, I'll put the show notes for the, for the kids adventure yard adventure pack and um, any other places, social media websites you want to throw out? Yeah. So uh, we've got, loads of videos on youtube so just go and look mm-hmm. at the youtube channel we get outdoors uh, we interview some absolutely fascinating people awesome. who climb mountains without any legs just incredible inspirational people so yeah oh, cool. go and check out our youtube channel we get outdoors and then superhero dads outdoors.co beautiful and any 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 other words of wisdom or sometimes i like if there are any resources that you love um, outside of your of your own company, like books that you've read, or um, you mentioned David White, um, and putting you on the spot a little bit, if any anything that comes to mind, I always like to get recommendations for other resources. Uh, yes, the best book I've ever read is by a gentleman called Viktor Frankl, called <laughs> A Man's Search for Meaning. My favorite book. So, yep, that is my favorite book too. So that's that's definitely top of the list. Um, of any book that I recommend anybody uh, yeah. to read. You know, I don't know about you, but most times I don't read a book, you know, once more than once. But when you read the same book over and over and over again, you know, um, that that one and, and there's there's a couple others, but basically, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that and Untethered Soul as well. Untethered Soul is a beautiful book. Who's that one by? Oh, I've just had a complete my oh singer Michael Singer. Okay, yeah, no, I really recommend that book. Yeah. I very much appreciate your time, and I think it's time for you to have a pint. So I don't want to take. <laughs> what, what's your favorite beer? I'm a craft beer, so oh, yeah. um, any type of craft beer I mm-hmm. love. I'm also winter time. I mm-hmm. can't. I just any Guinness. I'm a big Guinness fan in winter. Guinness guy, you like a nice IPA? I do love my IPAs. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Any whiskey? You're a whiskey guy or just a, just a beer? Yeah. No, Dev, I love my, my whiskey. So Talisker, I like my peaty, my peaty whiskeys, my Talisker's. By the campfire a good drinking whiskey with like a nice, oh. nice whiskey outside. I'm taking, taking Jameson up the mountain this weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, now there's something awesome about, well, not just we mentioned cooking outdoors, but just all that hard work, you know, being outside, camping, sitting down cold one hot summer night mm. my man mm. yeah can't go wrong can you <laughs> thanks mark i appreciate it hope hope um you have a wonderful evening and thank you so much this is so good cool thanks i really appreciate uh, your, your invitation take care and there you have it that was my conversation with mark hopkins i very much enjoyed that And I'm recording this on the cusp of the July 4th holiday weekend, so hope you can get out there and do something cool and fun outdoors, perhaps with your kids or somebody else, because 
I'm feeling inspired to do that. I really enjoy it. I don't know about the lion, tiger, bear thing that he talks about. Maybe just take uh, take it take it a little simpler, a little slower than Mark does. But uh, really appreciated his time. Reach out f u r t h u r dot coach. That's further dot coach. Love to hear from you. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the socials. Have a great one. Thanks so much for your support. We will see you next time.